Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wanstead, hanging out with Molly and Haw. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Delighted to have Coach Wanstead on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. All right, Dave, so here we go. We've got, uh, we've got a couple big games. Um, you want to start in the NFC or the AFC? What do you think? Let's start in the NFC. You know, we're an NFC mentality, right? Uh, so let's go NFC. I, um, you know, everyone wants to talk about when are the wheels going to come off Brock Purdy, a quarterback for the 49ers. Well, uh, I know that Philadelphia. Now, what's what we have in this game, we have the two leading teams, two of the best teams in the NFL with quarterback sacks. So we all know about the 49ers and Bosa and company. But the Eagles have been just as good or better, actually, uh, with with their pass rush. So you'd like to say that this is going to put Purdy in a difficult situation with the pressure from the Eagles. But the Dallas Cowboys guys, they are the number one pressure defense in the entire NFL. So Purdy saw a ton of blitzes last week. And he handled him extremely well. He didn't turn the football over once. I mean, this guy has not turned the ball over in, in a playoff game. I mean, for a rookie, that is outstanding. Dave, from, I look at, yeah, you go ahead. Ahead. finish your thought on Purdy because I have a question to follow about the defense. Okay. No, so, but my only thought on Purdy is that they, he has to travel, and it's a difficult place now playing in Philadelphia. The weather conditions, we don't know. Uh, and Jalen Hurts, I, I, I'll get into him in a minute. Let's go on Purdy. But I think Purdy will play solid. I really do. But I don't think he'll make enough plays to win the game. So if you're the Eagles defense and you're watching the, the 49ers line up, how much how challenging is it to – you talk about blitzing Purdy. How much more difficult is that because of the way that the 49ers vary their formations? They can use Christian McCaffrey – 
in so many different ways. They can use Debo Samuel in so many different spots. Even their fullback has lined up wide. They, from a defensive coordinator perspective, when you're trying to design blitzes, how does that complicate matters? Well, it, it, it definitely does because you can get guys picked. When, when you're playing man coverage, whether you're blitzing or just playing man, you are susceptible to somebody, a miscommunication, guy, receivers crossing, whether it be motion or on the snap of the football, and somebody being turned scot-free. So that's always a fear when you're playing man. I think they'll mix it up on them a little bit, but we're going to see mostly zone. And the Eagles play a lot of zone. So this is going to be nothing new for them. Uh, you know, and I think we're going to see this, the same thing on the other side. I mean, the 49ers are a zone team. They, they don't want to blitz much. They want to rush four, uh, a lot like the Eagles, and, and they want to play zone behind it. So, you know, schematically, both of these teams are going to be somewhat similar. I think the one player that separates and, and wins and makes the difference in the game is Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Eagles. Why do you say that? And I'm not going to say just because of his ability to run. He ran the ball eight times uh, in the game uh, this past weekend, which is about normal. He normally runs it about ten times a game. But the thing about Jalen Hurts, and everybody made a big deal. When we, these guys played each other in college when, when, when Purdy was at Iowa State and Jalen Hurts was at Oklahoma. But here's the difference. Everywhere Jalen Hurts has been, he has taken his team to another level. He makes Jalen makes everybody in the team better. And Jalen Hurts has won championships, whether it be at Oklahoma or Alabama, going back to, this kid has just got it. Okay? And I think in games like this, a player like Jalen Hurts, not with his ability as much as his mindset and his ability and, and his leadership, I think that is the difference in this game. And, Dave, you know, it is a well-known fact that a rookie has never been to the Super Bowl, let alone been able to win a Super Bowl. And and a lot of that is because the majority of rookies uh, taken at quarterback are high picks that come into a situation where they're on a bad team. And so, uh, you know, it takes a, a number of years to get teams built up around them. Uh, on the rare occasion where you have a rookie, and this, you know, again, this guy is their third quarterback. It's extraordinary what he's done in terms of not turning over the ball, um, not making negative plays. But you got to wonder, if they ever fall behind, is he capable of bringing them back? And and is that when, you know, there's going to be issues trying to, to get the ball to people? He... He is effective. He's done very well, but they have so many weapons around him. It's more of a team of football. You know, it's more they have a really good team, and a lot of those passes are are kind of extended handoffs. It's not like he's just tearing a team apart in any way because he doesn't have to. Right. And, and you know what, though? Uh, two weeks ago in the first playoff game that they played, he – they had six plays over 20 yards as an offense, uh, more than twice as many as anybody else in, in that playoff first playoff weekend that they participated in. And I'll tell you what, they uh, de- passing, they had four, running, they had two. The thing that gives them a chance, Molly, if they are behind, it won't be Purdy and his great throws. 
I mean, he, he'll be fine, but, but, it, but McCaffrey, every time he touches the ball, it's a potential touchdown. Uh, Samuel, every time he touches the ball, yep. it's a potential touchdown. Kittle, Kittle touches the ball, it's a potential touchdown. That's what he has. And when, I, when I'm thinking of the Bears as I'm watching this kid, that's what we were lacking. I mean, that's one of the big things. You know, you talk about giving a quarterback a lot of help. Well, there you go. Take a look at San Francisco. <laughs> Dave, over in the AFC, we're going to be talking all week about the condition of Patrick Mahomes' ankle. And then we're going to be talking about the level of Joe Burrow's poise. And I think it's going to be easy to overlook what I think are two of the biggest reasons the Bengals are still here. Number one, their offensive line used three backups and they dominated the line of scrimmage. And number two, Lou Anarumo has been a revelation as a defensive coordinator, probably one of the more underrated assistants in the NFL. And that defense has been as good as they needed to be. What is the key, do you think, against the Chiefs for the Bengals? Yeah, I, I, what you started with, David, is, is where I'm at. Uh, you know, I always look at it from a coach's perspective. If I'm Kansas City right now, and I'm saying, okay, we got to stop the Bengals. From a media standpoint, everybody wants to say Joe Burrow, Jay Burrow, Jay, uh, Jamar uh, Chase, uh, Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, all those skill guys. And that's, that's all part of it. But I'll tell you what, after last week, what they did to a top-five defense, you mentioned it, David, being physical, but they ran the ball. And Joe Mixon, he got he made you come out of your chair last week. I mean, every time he was touching the ball, he looked like he was in the beginning of the year. And then P. Ryan comes in and, and you got to stop the run. The Bengals are not a one-dimensional offense. And I think they proved that last week. Uh, so I, I would start there. And then Joe Burrow, and I know we don't have a lot of time. I wish we were there. I was in there. We had a chalkboard. Because what Joe Burrow was doing, the Bills were playing zone, which they do. You don't want to match up one-on-one with Jamar Chase very often or any of those receivers. So you play zone, but when you play zone, guys, the quarterback needs to recognize the defense. Is it one deep? Is it two deep? Is, is, it, is it four deep? And then your receivers need to find the open spots in those zones. And you've got to do this quick. And, and Joe Burrow last week and those receivers, it was masterful. To watch that as a coach. And, and compared to the Cowboys, where Dak Prescott's standing back there and he's patting the ball and patting the ball, and he's trying to make a decision, a receiver. I mean, it, it, it was two different teams, two different teams watching it from my perspective and seeing how do you attack a zone defense if you're a great quarterback and have receivers on the same page. That was a clinic last week. Dave, we've, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, He's 0-3 against Joe Burrow since Burrow has become a starter. And if it goes to 0-4, that means he's lost the last two AFC championship games against him. Um, and, and I'm, I mean, listen, it's, it's, there's teams involved. I understand it's not just quarterback, uh, quarterback. But they have outscored Cincinnati has won each game by three points, and they've outscored them 26-6. to in the fourth quarter and overtimes of these games. Um, you know, is it is it possible that we're going to come out of this playoff and say Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL? Is it possible? Think, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, absolutely, Molly. I mean, you're making a, a valid point. And what I would do this week, obviously, you know, if, if you think about this game, 
you know, everyone, no one wants a, a, a blitz, Patrick Mahomes, because he's going to recognize it and he's going to get the ball. Well, if you if you double Kelsey, okay, their best player, I I think Cincinnati is going to pressure a little bit more early. I would, I want to find out how healthy he is. We right. know he's not pre- we know he's not going to practice all week, and you guys know this from from participating and being around football. For our listeners, though, there's a di- there's two different types of ankle sprains: low ankle sprain and then a high ankle sprain. And the worst by far is a high ankle sprain. That's the one that affects mobility even more so, and it takes longer to heal. That's what Patrick Mahomes is dealing with a high ankle sprain. So without any practice, uh, I'll be real curious to see. I would bring some pressure early. I wouldn't do it if the game was on the line. I mean, you know, but early on, I would do it and get him moving and let's see how effective he is. And because of that, Dave, I'm leaning toward the Bengals in the AFC and I am Team Purdy, so I am 49ers in the NFC. How are you seeing these things if you had to pick the games right now or do you need more time? No, I don't need it. I'm, I'm all over the Bengals. After what I saw – Cincinnati due to Buffalo last week, I, I, you know, I think Buffalo personnel-wise is just as good, just as good in some areas better than what the Chiefs. So I am, I'm all over Cincinnati, and, I, and I, I'm taking Philadelphia for the reason that I said. Jalen Hurts, and I know you heard what their coach, Sarah said. He said he's kind of a Michael Jordan. Well, Michael Jordan, you know, before you say that, you better get a couple of rings on your finger. But I, I understood <laughs> what the, I, 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 I did understand what he was saying that when he's in the huddle and on the field, everybody, he takes everybody's game to another level. You know, by the way he acts and the way he plays and the way he competes and the way he talks in the huddle. That's Michael Jordan. Everybody uses that as a comparison. That's why I'm taking the Eagles, because I think this kid has proven that he can do that from his play at Alabama and his play at, in Oklahoma and everywhere the guys play. So I, I think that Jalen Hurts is the difference in this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave. And I, I think that when we look at that Philadelphia team, you know, that is a very good, balanced football team, and they can hurt you in a lot of different ways. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is as physical as the Niners are, Philadelphia is just as tough. And, and I think that, yeah, that, that's going to be the interesting element of this game. And, and as much as I uh, appreciate the story and how everything has gone, and I, I got a lot of time for the Niners, it's extraordinary. I do think that uh, that there is a there there's just a difference in quality between the two quarterbacks, regardless of what happened when they were at uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State. Yeah, and think about this too, guys. Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback for the Eagles, was playing in the fourth quarter of that game. They took their starters out, so yeah. they got a they got a little bit of rest there. And then the week before that, Lane Johnson, without the bye, you talk about some of our you know, people wonder, is the bye really that important? I don't know how effective Jalen Hurts would have been, how effective Lane Johnson probably wouldn't have played. They're all pro left tackle. And then there are two defensive linemen, Graham and Fletcher Cox. I mean, those two guys are they, – they got. I don't, I don't have the age in front of me, but they are veteran guys that need rest at this point in the season. And with that week off – and then not that play, not having to play the whole game against the Giants last week, uh, they're going to be and playing at home. 
Philadelphia is going to be about as rested a team physically as you could ever be going into the division championship week, in my opinion. Dave, want to get your opinion on this. The Bears are one of six teams in the NFL that have not won a playoff game in the past decade. The other five, Dolphins, Commanders, Lions, Raiders, Jets. If you add the Bears into that mix, the, of those six teams, Dave, which is the furthest away from breaking the streak? So who you, you're asking me who I think will break the streak quicker? Who's the furthest away? Are the Bears oh. the furthest away, as we said this morning, Dolphins, Commanders, Lions, Raiders, and Jets? No, I think that Washington is. The Bears are not. I think the Bears can close the gap in a hurry. I really do. I really do. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's for another show, right? That is. Hold that. I'm just curious. I just, I just said that. No, I just got to think about this as I'm, as yeah. I'm. <laughs> but I'm on record of saying it. So I, okay. I think well, why, I, I think Washington is a mess internally as yeah. well as personnel wise and ownership wise. The whole thing, guys. Trust me. So, uh, where the Bears, everybody's on the same page, and everybody's pulling the, you know, the same direction. I think that means something. Um, I'm just curious, Dave, when you think about, um, you know, what's going on with Patrick Mahomes, do you imagine him taking a lot of, uh, you know, bath bomb baths uh, to get that ankle go and maybe have a little jazz bath from those commercials he does? Is that is that how he'll prepare himself for the game? <laughs> oh, Molly, I'll tell you what. I, I, I have – the way these guys get treatment nowadays compared to how we did it a few years back, uh, guys didn't worry about treatment much in the old days till we showed up, you know, on Sunday. But uh, uh, so I have no idea. But I, all I know is he was getting treatment the night of the game. So he left the stadium and he went right into the facility and he was there till late at night with the trainers and doctors treating this ankle. So he's, he, he's a tough – you know what? Two seconds on Patrick Mahomes. Every team, every coach, GM, fans, oh, our quarterback, our guys are tough guys. Our guys are tough guys. Well, sometimes with quarterbacks, you really don't know that uh, until something comes up that now all of a sudden, hey, you've you got to show up. You've got to show us what you're about. Not on the field, not as a quarterback, but as a person, as a competitor. And, and I know the Bears had a bad experience years ago with a quarterback when he got banged up. But think about this. I got a whole different opinion on Patrick Mahomes. That guy was hurt, and he refused to come out of that game. I yeah. mean, he is – this guy is a competitor now, and he is going to be – you know, I, I like the Bengals, but they are going to get everything Patrick Mahomes has to give them. I promise you that. That guy proved it to me, and I think he proved it to his whole team. And he proved it to everybody, but that's going to be the thing that nobody doubts. He's competitive, but he's also going to be more immobile than than he usually is, and I think that's where you're going to dare him to run by being able – you can do things different defensively, Dave. You know this because if you don't – if he's not going to beat you with his feet, you don't have to worry about that aspect of his game. Yeah, that's big, and that's big. Uh, that's a huge, huge advantage for a defense. If you if you're not concerned about the quarterback getting out of the pocket and scrambling, now they're ba- the quarterback play is basically one dimensional. Absolutely, I test him early. I, I don't know what he, this kid is Superman. Who knows what he's going to do? I would test him early and be darn sure. 
Yeah, I think when we think of Patrick Mahomes, you know, he uses all these different arm angles and he does all these things, but it's based on his ability to scramble around a little bit and buy more time for guys to come open. And and he, and they use the entire field in part because he's not just one, two, three, go. He He is actually buying time in the pocket by his little steps and movement and then crazy arm angles. And without that, I don't know. I don't know how their offense will work. I don't know how they have to change what they're doing, if they can change what they they're doing, if they need more sort of predetermined routes. Yeah, no, it, it probably they're going to probably try to uh, some screens and get the ball out easy yep. and keep them yep. keep them from moving. But you know, Andy Reid's a great coach, obviously. But yep. you know, we used to always say. And look at watching Patrick Mahomes play. Let's go get some of those players that do things that we don't have to coach. And he he is at the top of that list. I mean, he truly does. They're not working on that stuff in practice. He's just kind of playing a little bit of street ball, and he's got the God-given talent and instincts to make it happen. Great stuff, Dave. Great catching up with you. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Right. Okay, guys. See you next week. All right, Dave will be uh, in studio next week. He's coming back to Chicago, so that's great. It'll be fun to to see him in the wintertime, and uh, and Dave's a wonderful person. And he made Dustin's day. You should have seen the smile on Dustin's face, everybody, when Dave said that the Washington Commanders were further away from the playoffs than oh. or making a, a play having a playoff victory than the Bears. I thought I thought it was when he broke your heart by saying that uh, Brock Purdy wasn't good enough compared to Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I died a little there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so wonderful. <laughs> All right, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. That's so funny. Molly and on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to f***ing do, I'd have already f***ing done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Mullion Hall, <laughs> Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Well, Tom Terrific, a uh, little bit miffed at the question on his very own podcast. That is from the uh, Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray and Jim Gray doing what you have to do if you're on a podcast with Tom Brady. Hey, it, you know what you're going to do? It's kind of like complaining about being misquoted in your own autobiography. <laughs> Why in the world would you go on a podcast? Isn't it the Let's Go podcast? It is. That's his Let's so Go So let's podcast. go. Let's get on yeah. with this. Answer right. the question. You have your ch- chosen interviewer, uh, your friendly adversary, if you will. Legitimate question, the one that everybody does want to know. I think maybe he was answering it in the way that he answered it to drive up uh, interest in the podcast. I'm going full Dustin on us here. This was orchestrated to create a little bit of a buzz. Well, I mean, Tom dropping a couple F-bombs on Jim Gray is certainly going to garnish a lot of attention. Yes. But um, didn't this just come out uh, on whatever uh, last weekend that he apparently told teammates he was done in Tampa? So Jim didn't ask that specific question, which was nice of him. But that has been reported from uh, from other players in the locker room that it sure sounded like Tom said goodbye to Tampa. Now it, I wonder I wonder what foul language Tom would mutter if Jim asked him that question. <laughs> well, we'll fight up next week. That's why they want to keep. I sense testing. you're antagonized by the question. Oh, nothing gets past Jim Gray. <laughs> no, Scratchy. Didn't he call him Scratchy? Is that his little pet nickname called, for yeah. Jim Gray? Uh, if I'm an interviewer, I do not want a pet nickname. I, I do not want to have that kind of like, you know, have somebody that familiar with you. But uh, Yeah. I prefer to be known as Proby rather than Scratchy. Scratchy right? probably I mean, better than Itchy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> itchy and Scratchy. Uh, what a great podcast that was. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I. it's really interesting because, you know, obviously we're waiting to, to hear – uh, various information, including what happens with Derek Carr. That's probably the first uh, one to drop. Um, but there are openings around the NFL. There are all sorts of interesting kind of uh, potential things that can happen that will impact the draft and the number of teams that are moving up and how they go about it. For instance, and I, I think the most obvious one is Aaron Rodgers, because if Green Bay moves on from Aaron Rodgers, they've got a guy there already. 
So that would take one team out of the mix, and it would take two teams out of the mix because wherever Rodgers goes, I don't believe uh, you're allowed to uh, to uh, have a quarterback drafted after you sign Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. Well, as Tom Brady makes up his mind, we are left to speculate, and he can uh, bemoan that all he wants, but that is what we're left to do. You're right about Green Bay. The, it, wouldn't it be fascinating, though, Mully, if Aaron Rodgers is indeed traded and Aaron Rodgers replaces Tom Brady in Tampa <laughs> and they go that route. I don't right. think that'll happen. It's no. more likely that the Buccaneers are going to start over with a new offensive coordinator. Maybe Todd Bowles gets a guy. And you look at where they are in the draft order. They're 19th. So this is why Tom Brady uh, cussing out Jim Gray and wondering about his future is relevant in Chicago because anything to do – with a starting quarterback and where he lands is relevant in Chicago because of that number one overall draft pick. What would the Bucks give up to move up from 19 to number one? My goodness sakes, it would take a lot. Oh, that would take uh, a, a ton. And, you know, frankly, they've got more need than just the quarterback. They need to, they need to upgrade their team speed. You know, that, that team, in part because Tom went there and coached so many guys there, that team slowed down quite a bit. And I think that, the, to me, the big news out of there is maybe Mike Evans becomes available uh, to a team that might be in the uh, NFC North and, and uh, have a, a certain uh, head of operations located in Lake Forest, Illinois. I don't know. But that would be a great player to get on your side. I'd rather get Mike Evans and some of the other veterans being – mentioned just because of his dependability. I, I think he's a guy that you look at his ability to change your, the complexion of your passing game and the reality that if you do go back to Tampa, would he want to be part of any kind of rebuild? And if they are hitting reset, then where does he fit? So that's a really good call on a really b important big name that might be on the move. There are going to be other names that come out there, but it, it just in, the, in every headline, you start to wonder in your process, is this something that could affect the Bears? You mentioned one earlier to this morning. Mike Kafka is interviewing uh, for the second time with the Houston Texans. He's the Giants assistant. The local guy made good. What does that mean in Houston, Mully? Because I think it depends. If they go with Sean Payton, what are they going to go in terms of a quarterback? They're going to probably replace uh, Davis Mills, but it, it, the type of quarterback they want, who they're fixated on, all these things matter in the context of teams more likely to move up to number one. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, that is a really interesting hire if indeed uh, that goes down and he's in for his second interview. So, you know, we love the local guys uh, made good and we would love to to see him get a job. It would be fantastic uh, for him. I, I think he's only 35. So that's a young man um, and he will get his opportunity clearly uh, given the work that he has done thus far. But, um, I, I, you know, I'm not sure I'd wish that job on anyone, frankly. I, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant about, you know, just looking at the way they have uh, turned over all sorts of, uh, of different um, coaches in the last couple of years. It just seems kind of, I don't know, it's a, it's a bit difficult. So, Well, no doubt about it. I mean, it's an embarrassing organization. Yeah. Just say it. It is. They, they have embarrassed themselves by firing a head coach two years in a row after one year on the job. That is something that the league should be concerned about. That is something where the league should at least 
have a conversation with the people running the, the Texans because that's something that you shouldn't tolerate in your league because they have made examples out of David Culley and Lovey Smith, and that's a bad example to set, and that's bad history to make. So I would be concerned too. But on the other hand, you mentioned it earlier – Mike Kafka's 35 years old. When yes. you're in your mid-30s, there is no such thing as a bad head coaching job in the NFL. No, no. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, I'm sure he believes that uh, that he could succeed there. I I'm not sold on the general manager. You know, there there's just bad stuff going on around that team. But, hey, you know, if you're if you're 35 and you're, you've never been a head coach, there is nothing wrong with interviewing for these jobs, getting yourself uh, – uh, kind of uh, figured out that way. I, I got I got no problem with him interviewing for that job. I just am saying, if he ends up taking that job, that's rough. That's a rough job. It's a rough job, and you hope he gets another shot, and you hope that he would turn it around. Where do you think Sean Payton lands? Because he's going to be a name you've already seen interviewing places. I think he's got another one lined up in Arizona, if that's the, the latest with him. He's going to be somebody that could still hold out, and who knows what's going to happen in Dallas, even though I thought Dave uh, Wanstead's answer about what to expect there was very interesting, what do you think about Sean Payton's future? You know, from everything you hear, Sean Payton is uh, is definitely a guy that is interested in um, in the quarterback wherever he does land. Right, so I think that um, I think that uh, it's one of these situations where. He wants to be in the best situation quarterback wise. And I that what I find interesting about that is if you think about it that way, maybe just maybe that means that that wherever he lands is suddenly in the market for a quarterback, right? That that could be a team not you know, where was he down in uh Carolina? I don't know how you feel about Carolina or what they have or how they're trying to put it together, but you know, all of a sudden they may be moving up in the draft. Who knows, right? Just because you, he will want the best uh, that he can find in terms of, uh, of of the quarterback. And that's more realistic. They're at nine, and yeah. if they hire a quarterback guru as their head coach, they would be probably more compelled to want to move up higher. Maybe not all the way to one, but you never know. But getting another team in the top ten would be the desired result, I think, for the Bears who are auctioning off that pick. Very interesting in terms of what uh, Peyton's future holds for him. I I want to go back to the Cowboy thing before we break here, Mully. I would not fire Mike McCarthy to elevate Dan Quinn. I don't think he's that great of a head coaching candidate to do that. I would probably fire Mike McCarthy to hire Sean Payton. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm going to be really curious to see how uh, Jerry Jones kind of – gets through this because I, you know, I don't blame Mike McCarthy for the loss. I thought that the quarterback didn't play well. And I know that Mike McCarthy had kind of a clownish play and made a a weird decision at the end of the game, Uh, but it was still going to be fourth and 10. What are the odds they're actually going to convert that? I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not as triggered as other people are, about Mike McCarthy in that game. I don't think that that's the reason they lost that game. 
I I think the last play of the game was literally a clown show. It was it was they should have like they should have brought guys out. They should have like driven a car out and everybody get out of the car and run around. And then one guy falls <laughs> down and someone throws some some uh, graffiti on. Uh, uh, I, it just was so stupid confetti. It was so dumb. And and I can understand why people were triggered by that, but there was no time left in that game. They weren't going to win that game going 70 yards on a on a uh, whatever ridiculous. I, I mean, I think just looking at the play, the idea was catch the ball, you lateral it to to uh, to the the running back, and Zeke throws it to one side or the other where the guy catches it, and he's got a couple linemen in front of him. I, I think that was the idea, but it was so crazy dumb silly it made me made me understand why you want to outlaw the play quite frankly well yeah the lateral no more than two McCarthy might be his last shot but <laughs> that was a play that of all the plays to, on that in that game that's the one you're going to remember the most you want to you want to outlaw the lateral and Mike McCarthy <laughs> that's pretty good. pretty much in a nutshell all right, 312-644-6767. It's Molly and Hot the score. Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, NBC Sports, Twitter.com slash ProFootballTalk. Hey, buddy! Hey, buddy! We get better and better! We Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Always a joy to talk to our friend Mike Florio, and he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Michael, good morning. How are you? Doing great, guys. How are you today? Good. We're loving it. You know, we're really having fun listening to uh to to tom brady cuss out jim gray i mean it's not every day you get to hear that so that's kind of cool what is your take on tom terrific if he's left tampa for good as we've heard reported and uh will there be a big quarterback go round well what was odd about that quote because when it emerged last night the focal point was the answer where he said basically if i knew what i was effing doing i would effing tell you what i'm doing he created the impression there was a specific question from Jim Gray. What are you going to do in 2023? When you listen to the audio, we played it on PFT Live this morning, and I was writing something about it right now, actually. All Jim Gray says is, what's your timeline for making a decision? He doesn't even say, what are you going to do? It was a bizarre overreaction by Tom Brady to the mere question of, what is your schedule? What's your calendar? Now, he eventually says he's going to take it one day at a time. I actually think Tom Brady overreacted to help conceal the reality that tampering does happen, tampering will happen, tampering occurred three years ago when he became a member of the Buccaneers. Multiple teams were talking to Brady before they were supposed to be talking to him. He's the exclusive negotiating property of the Buccaneers until that two-day window before the start of free agency when teams can talk to his agent, and then after that, teams can talk directly to him. I think that he drew that very hard, premature line in the sand to throw people off the reality that he's going to be working behind the scenes, just like he was a year ago when he was under contract with the Buccaneers for another season. 
and he had finagled a path to Miami. So that's my best analysis, and I may be wrong, but that's my sense after listening to the question and processing that hostile response. I think he doesn't want anyone knowing that he's going to be spending time figuring out which teams want him, which teams don't, how much they'll pay him, and it'll all be done during a period of time when he's not supposed to be talking to anyone. Speaking of sensitive quarterbacks, Mike, so what did you make of the report over the weekend from ESPN that the Aaron Rodgers deal in Green Bay, there's a very real possibility, as Adam Schefter worded it, that he will be traded? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, That's not really news, because if you listen to what he said last Tuesday, it was clear there's a very real possibility he's going to be traded. The way that Aaron Rodgers laid it out himself, and I know these guys have a quota to fill when they have playoff shows and they got to check boxes, but it irks me when news gets repackaged and presented as some story that was ferreted out of a dumpster somewhere. Rodgers said it himself. Rodgers made it clear that if they can't work out a situation where he's happy returning to the Green Bay Packers, where they keep this long list of guys that he rattled off that he wants to come back, that he'll go play somewhere else, and he thinks he can be an MVP with another team, and that's how it would happen. He would be traded. And first he's got to decide he wants to do it, then he's got to decide that there's a team out there that he can go play for and be pretty good with, better than he was last year. You know, I thought that in 2022, he considered very seriously leaving and ultimately decided not to go somewhere else. I think the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hacks to be the head coach, thinking they were getting Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it was a coincidence that on the same day Rodgers decided to stay with the Packers. That's when we found out the Broncos we're trading, excuse me, <clears throat> for Russell Wilson. So the first thing Rodgers has to decide, does he really want to leave the Packers? Does he really want to give up the argument that he has that the reason he's only played in one Super Bowl is because of the Packers and not because of him? Because if he goes to a team with a stacked deck like Brady did in 2020 and doesn't get to the Super Bowl, people say, may say, may say, maybe it wasn't the Packers, maybe it was you. Um, we were very interested to see that Mike Kafka, local guy made good, uh, St. Rita High and Northwestern, uh, been in Chicago a very long time. He's now getting an opportunity to, uh, to interview for a second time um, in Texas. And really, if ever there was the correct name for a man that would go into that nightmare, it's got to be Mike <laughs> Kafka. Well done. Well done. Yeah, hey, I I don't know where this is going to go in Houston. One of the very real dynamics, and you've got four teams that are interested in Sean Payton. The Colts are the only team with a head coach that hasn't interviewed him yet. I think the people who are there and who have the power are trying to finesse a way that they keep their power. And if Sean Payton comes in, they lose their power, all of it or some of it. So for – any interest an owner might have in Peyton, the GM who wants to keep his relevance and keep his full authority had better have some other candidates like a Mike Kafka who would not go in there with the, the juice that would make the, the current GM less relevant and possibly in line to be terminated at some point. And that, that is a very real dynamic. I think it's at play in Denver, definitely in Arizona where they've already hired a new GM before they hired a coach. And even in Carolina, where Scott Fitterer is the GM, folks don't want to lose their authority. Folks don't want to be marginalized. And folks fear a coach who's going to come in there and take over. So, you know, hey, it's a good sign to get a second interview. It means you're in play. 
But, you know, what we saw the Texans do last year, they had three finalists. Oh, they got three finalists. They got three finalists. Then they went off the board and, and made Lovey Smith the head coach. So you never know what the Texans are going to do. Dan Quinn has a second interview out in Arizona, Mike. Help me understand this. Heard it posed that possibly if Jerry Jones wanted to keep Dan Quinn in Dallas, he might do everything, including possibly firing Mike McCarthy to make room for Dan Quinn. Does that make any sense to you? Was that ever a realistic possibility or conversation? I don't think it's realistic. I know folks in the media who believe that Dan Quinn would be the eventual successor to Mike McCarthy. Look, I think, and and I know that defensive coaches get mad when I say this, but I really do think, especially if you have a franchise quarterback or a guy you're paying like a franchise quarterback, I think it's critical to have an offensive head coach. Because if you have a defensive head coach and that team does well with that quarterback, what happens? The offensive coordinator becomes a head coach somewhere else, and then you got to go find another one. And then if that goes well, you got to go find another one. Whereas if you have an offensive head coach and an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach, that's three offensive minds working in unison to get the most out of the quarterback. So I don't see Quinn as a potential head coach of the Cowboys. I think if a move would be made in the short term while Sean Payton's available, he'd be the guy to watch in Dallas. And for Quinn, and Denver makes a lot of sense for two reasons. One, he's an experienced, established head coach. And the Broncos have gone three in a row, coordinators with no head coaching experience, and look at where they are. They haven't been back to the playoffs since winning Super Bowl 50, the longest drought from the standpoint of returning to the postseason for a Super Bowl champion ever. And the belief is Quinn would bring with him Daryl Bevel to be the offensive coordinator, and Bevel was the guy who was the offensive coordinator back when Russell Wilson was playing good enough. He wasn't cooking, but he was crockpotting in Seattle good <laughs> enough with, right, with, a, with a really good defense. And the reason the Legion of Boom went bust is they lost the best players. Uh, they got some good players on defense in Denver. I'm fascinated by the possibility of Dan Quinn with Daryl Bevel as the offensive coordinator, assuming Russell Wilson – would, would view that as a positive reunion. You know, we always assume that if two guys work together in the past with an NFL team, they want to work together again. Plenty of times they want nothing to do with each other again. But I think if Russell Wilson, you know, in a moment of self-awareness, I think he would realize, hey, I had it pretty good with Daryl Bevel, and maybe he can get me back to being the guy that I used to be. Great stuff, Mike. Thanks a ton. Great catching up with you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. That is Mike Florio. Just uh, always fun stuff from him. He's got his finger on the pulse. I love his uh, perspective on Quinn and also Russell Wilson. Crockpotting, that's a new one. That's a good one. That's very funny. We've got uh, Stacey Dales next. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 to score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.